listen at the end of the story for a bunch of shout-outs. Sammy was in the closet. No, I don't mean he was just like standing on the floor facing the closet with the door open. He was in the closet. Actually, he was on the top shelf. And he was sitting on all of the pillows and blankets, sheets, and other paraphernalia that was on that shelf. The fact that his shoes were still on his feet didn't seem to bother him. Although if his mother saw, she would be very bothered. Especially because the shoes on his feet had just come in from a game of football. A game of football in the mud. And those beautiful clean sheets, pillows, blankets, were no longer exactly the original blue and green and yellow that they were. They now had an added color, a little brown and a little black from the dirt on his feet. And Sammy was looking and taking and taking sheets and throwing them out of the closet. One, two, three, four. And he wouldn't stop until he got to the back corner of this very large, big shelf. And he found what he was looking for. And he started to make his way out of the closet. Just his luck. At that moment, his mother chose to be walking in the hallway where the closet was. And in a shrill voice, full of, well, we'll say motherly love and concern, she said, Sammy, what in the world are you doing? Um, getting a sheet? Sammy, there are six or seven sheets on the floor, and why, why are they dirty? How do all these sheets get dirty? Sammy, whose head was poking out of the closet, said, I'm not sure. Because he really meant it. He really didn't realize that he made them all dirty. But I wanted this sheet, Sammy said. And he took out the sheet that was all the way in the corner. It was a sheet that had on it a picture, a design of Noach's table. And it had this picture of a boat with giraffes sticking out on top and elephant trunks and all different types of creatures, monkeys hanging from the windows. Clearly not a Torah Dekateva, but a very cool sheet. Why in the world did you need that sheet? There are so many other sheets. Ma, remember? Remember what? Remember this week? What's happening? What's happening this week? In just two days? What's happening this week in two days? I mean, I know what's happening. It's going to be Shabbos, right? So, remember Beryl is coming to my house to sleep here for Shabbos? Because his parents are going away? Yes. Well, just today in school, we learned an incredible thing. Well, actually, in school we learned a lot of incredible things. We learned a lot of things in school. Uh, that's why school is so important to go to. Uh, except for maybe some classes. But, okay, whatever. Yeah. What What'd you learn? We learned that Avram Avinu was standing and talking in front of Hashem. Uh, really, to Hashem. And you know what he did? Um, probably said something. Yeah, that's true. But you know what else he did? 
three malachim came. And Avram Avinu saw them. Okay. And, and you know what Avram Avinu did? He said, Hashem, um, um, it's nice schmoozing with you. Could you hold on for a few minutes? I, I gotta go take care of something. And he went and took care of his guests, stopping to talk to Hashem. Can you imagine, Ma? Um, not really. My Rebbe said, imagine this. Imagine you're talking to a king. The king who has the power to chop your head off. Kind of like the king of Portugal. We said he doesn't have the power. But whatever. You kind of like him. Anyway, the king is tremendously powerful. And you're talking to him. And all of a sudden you see, you see this little, uh, this little like beggar wearing, wearing beggar clothes. What are beggar clothes? You know, those clothes you go in the shop, you buy them and they call beggar clothes. What do they look like? I'm not sure. My Rebbe said beggar clothes. I, I don't know. Maybe. Your Rebbe probably means torn clothing. Oh, torn clothing. Okay. Well, anyway, so you see, and you say to the king, uh, King, nice talking to you. I gotta go take care of that beggar. The king's gonna be like, Achutzpah, I'm the king. You're gonna talk to, my Rebbe said, but that's, that's the incredible thing. Cause, cause Haknasas, Haknasas Arkim, right, that thing. Yeah, Haknasas Arkim, no, Archim. Oh, Archim is, 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 is better than, than Kabbalah. What? Yeah, because Avram Avinu was talking to Hashem. That's like Kabbalah. It's like learning Kabbalah. And when you learn Kabbalah, you, then you're like talking to Hashem. And that doesn't make any sense. What does it got to do with Kabbalah? I, I don't know. My Rebbe said that. Just then. Just then. Chaim passed by. And Chaim overheard Sammy quote this Rashi. And Chazal. And Chaim said, It says, Kabbalah's Pnei Like greeting the Shechina. Oh, thanks, Chaim, his mother said. Sammy, do you hear him? Kabbalah, not learning Kabbalah. Kabbalah is re-greeting the Shekinah. Whatever. The point is, Hachnos Zacham is so important. And my Rebbe said that Hachnos Zacham is so important that a person has to try to do it the best possible way. And a person is supposed to treat his guest like he, he he's royalty. Okay. Now, I know that if I would come to somebody's house and there will be a plain old blue, brown, yellow sheet on the bed, I'd be like, nah. if if I were going to the person's house, I would want my bed to have a fancy dancy sheet. And this is the fanciest sheet in the house. Okay. 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 But but what about the sheets on the ground? I'll put them back in the closet. But you can't, they're dirty. And then Sammy climbed out and his mother saw shoes. Sammy, your shoes are so dirty. Okay. Take them off right now, and I'm going to have to clean them. Meanwhile, get your slippers on or something, get another pair of shoes on. And Sammy went, Sammy went to his bedroom. Now, some people have another bedroom, they have beds. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, you have beds in a bedroom, right? And under the bed, sometimes there's another bed that you pull out, zoop, and you pop it up, and you can sleep on that bed, right? Well, in Sammy's room, he also had that, but it wasn't under his bed. See, under his bed, <laughs> there wasn't really room for much, because he had his books, his old old socks. I mean, not old, but the ones he took off and forgot to put in the laundry. And he had a few pairs of shoes, and he had his rock collection. Under his, uh, all these different things on his bed, there's no room. But under Chaim's bed, there was this trundle bed, that's what it's called, that you pull out. And so Sammy pulled it out and put the sheet on. Now, there's two ways to sleep on this bed. One is with the bed down on the ground, and one is with it popped up. Now, most most people 
would probably want to sleep with it popped up because that makes sense and, and then you're on the same level so when you're having a sleepover you can schmooze with the guy next to you or whatever it is. You know, like, so Sammy decided he's going to pop up this trundle bed and so he went to try to pop it up and he pulled on one side, nothing happened. He pulled on the other side, nothing happened. Finally, he gave it a kick. He hurt his foot but the bed did not change. Chaim walked in. And Chaim said, Sammy, um, could you please go out of my room because I have to make a phone call to one of my friends and I don't want you being there. Okay, I'll go out of the room, but you have to help me get this bed up. Okay. So Chaim went over to the bed and he said, I'm going to go to this side, you go to that side, and we're going to pick it up. And Sammy said, okay. And Chaim and Sammy each went to their sides. Chaim picked it up and Sammy picked it up. They did not pick it up to open the bed, unfortunately. They lifted the whole thing off the ground. And Sammy, Sammy wasn't as strong as Chaim. And after having it in his hand for a second or two, while Chaim tried to shake it to drop the legs, because he didn't know how to open it either, suddenly Sammy let go of his end, and the other end dropped out right out the Chaim's toe. Oh, Baruch Hashem was wearing shoes, but it really hurt. Sammy, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? So, uh, uh, get out of the room. I-, I can't. The bed's not up, and that was her deal. It was, I'm only going to leave the room once the bed's up. Just then, Chaim saw... On the edge of the bed, there was a little tag hanging. And on that tag, it said, in order to lift the bed, and it showed what to do. Chaim said, ah, now we'll do it. Please go downstairs and get me ice for my toe, and I'll get the bed up. I want to watch, so I can know next time. Fine. Chaim went to the bed. He grabbed the bar, a special bar, and he squeezed the bar. And all of a sudden, the bed popped up. But Chaim was leaning over the bed when the bed popped up because he that's what he was doing. And the bed popped up and smashed him in the face, mashing his nose, which now spurted blood all over the fancy dancy sheet that Sammy had put on the bed. Chaim, you ruined it! Now how am I going to have Beryl visit? You ruined the sheet! Chaim couldn't believe it. His nose is gushing blood, and what Sammy's concerned about is the sheet. He turns to say something to Sammy, but he can't. He runs to the bathroom to clean up his nose. Sammy strips the sheet off the bed, and then Sammy thinks to himself, hmm, the blood is now covering almost the entire table, and I'm not going to be able to wash this, because I know that Mommy Ima just put all the other sheets and blankets in the washing machine, and Beryl might be here before they're dry. Even though Beryl's coming in in two days. But whatever. Sometimes that happens. I know what I'm going to do. I could make this fit for royalty. You see? If I make it like a flag, then it's like a royal flag. So we have red. Another royal color is purple. And another royal color is blue. Ah, what a good idea. Blue. He went to his drawer on his desk, opened the drawer, took out a pen. And yes, like you guys like doing during class, he took the pen apart, pulled out the little piece, took the back of the pen, you know, where it has the little, like, tube, and he put his lips to the tube, and he blew with all of his energy, and the ink went... Spurting out all over the sheet. The sheet now had red blood in one spot 
and now streaks of blue in the other. Hey, that's really cool, he said. All right, I'll let it dry. But now we have to figure out purple. Sammy said, where am I going to get the purple from? Oh, right. I just did a project for science where we painted some things and I used the color purple. The paint is downstairs in the basement. He ran now just the basement. Meanwhile, Chaim is still in the bathroom trying to stop the blood. His mother's in the bathroom with him trying to stop the blood. Sammy runs downstairs and the purple paint is on a shelf right above the washing machine. So Sammy climbs onto the washing machine and reaches for the purple paint and pulls it off the shelf. Ow! Oh my goodness! It dropped. All right, it's okay. The cover's only open a little bit as purple paint is on the washing machine, dripping, running down the side into the little area of the washing machine that the cover goes into and unknown to Sammy, dripping into the washing machine. But he puts the cover back on as best as he could. He runs upstairs with the battle paint, still dripping, drip, 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 all over the carpet, all over the floor. He runs in his bedroom. He opens a can of paint and he takes a paintbrush that he brought up with him and he paints the other side of the sheet. He closes the paint can and he puts it right on the floor, right near the bed, in case he needs to use more. Finally, Chaim's nose wasn't bleeding. But Chaim was very, very sad. It really hurt. And he lost some blood. And so he's feeling a little bit weak. His mother suggested, Chaim, why don't you go rest? Take a nap, chill out, relax. And Chaim said, okay, Ma. Chaim makes his way to his room. And probably if you have a nosebleed, you know you kind of like put some tissues up your nostrils maybe, and you hold a big bunch of tissues in front of your nose and like this. So it's kind of hard to see where you're going. And, and he kind of put it on. And he remembered that the other bed was in the way of his bed. He said, oh, whatever, I'm just going to lie on this bed for now. And he climbed onto the bed. He sat down right on the spot of the blood, which he didn't remember about. And he put his head down right in the ink. And he put his feet down right on the paint. And he said, oh, what is this? And he jumped off the bed and he started to run off the bed straight and he stepped right on the paint can, which spilled over as he stepped on it. And he stopped running, and he felt up to his ankles a little wet something. And he looked down. He was standing in about two inches of paint. I can't believe it. Sammy! Well, Sammy didn't come. His mother didn't come. Chaim just started to run downstairs to tell his mother what Sammy did, and he's running downstairs leaving footprints, purple footprints, everywhere he walks. His mother sees him walk into the kitchen with leaving purple footprints, and she says, Chaim, what are you doing? You're making a mess in the kitchen. There's purple footprints in the kitchen. What are you doing? And Chaim said, it's Sammy's fault. It's all his fault. He put purple paint. Okay, go back upstairs, and, and I'm going to figure out how to deal with paint, and, and we'll see. And he turned around to go upstairs, and she said, Chaim, what's wrong? Your pants are purple. They used to be blue. And your shirt, which used to be a kind of white, is now covered in red. And your head, which used to have blonde hair, now has blue hair. How'd that happen? Ma, how's everything happen in our house? Well, I do a lot of work. Yeah, but you do the good stuff. Guess who does all the bad stuff? Just then. Ellie walked in the room. 
What are you talking about, Sammy again? That's Lashon Hara, Ellie. Please, uh, go upstairs, Chaim. Uh, 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 Ellie, Ellie, do me a favor. Go downstairs to the basement, and there's something called paint remover. Find that paint remover box, or ba- whatever it is, a container, and bring it upstairs. And, and, and where is Sammy anyway? We don't know. Sammy was gone. It took a while. They finally got the paint off most things. Chaim's shoes were probably going to have to be replaced. Chaim's toenails were painted because he got them dirty again. The sheet was full of the ink, blood, and paint, and that wasn't changing. And the really interestingly um, sad or happy thing, depends how you look at it, was the sheet was on top of the mattress, right? And the mattress and the sheet were on top of each other without anything in between. And so if you take off the sheet now, the mattress looks exactly like the sheet, covered in purple paint, red blood, and ink, because it seeped through the sheet. And it was in the shape of a person. Oh, man, his mother said, I don't know. I have to wait for Tati to come home to figure out what to do. Meanwhile, where in the world is Sammy? Ellie had come up the steps. Oh, we're playing a game? Like hide and seek? Where's Sammy? Uh, I guess. Well, I think I'm going to find him. Can I get a prize if I find him? Sure, you can get a prize. What can my prize be? You can get a candy. Okay. And so that's exactly what Ellie did. Ellie ran around the house, looking up under this, under that, over this, under that, all around looking for Sammy. He opened the washing machine. Ma? Ellie, what's the matter? Did you find Sammy? Well, I'm by the washing machine. Oh, is he in the washing machine again? No, no, he's not in the washing machine. But Ma, you probably want to look in the washing machine. Why? What's wrong? I'm not sure, but something looks weird. I'm going to look for Sammy Moore. All right, I'm coming right downstairs. And Ellie, meanwhile, ran out the back door to go look for Sammy Moore, maybe in the backyard, who knows where. And meanwhile, Mrs. Sammy comes downstairs and she looks at the washing machine. Mrs. Sammy comes downstairs. She goes to the washing machine. She notices the top's open and she sees purple. Oh no, she says. She looks in the washing machine. Those were my best dresses. Oh, I can't believe it. She hadn't put in the sheets yet, by the way. Those were my best dresses. And now she pulls them out. And each one is decorated with streaks of purple. Now, some of the dresses, it might look nice on, (laughs) you know, the matching colors. But some of them were ruined. I can't believe it. Where is Sammy? About ten minutes later, Ellie comes in. Sammy follows him. I found him. I found him. I got the candy. Where where was he? He He was down the block by the store. What were you doing by the store? And Sammy said, I was buying stuff. What stuff? Sammy took the bag that he had in his hand, put it on the table, and opened it up, and began to take stuff out. He took out a big chocolate bar. He took out a bottle of Coke that was like 17 liters. He took out a box of cookies. Each cookie was a big, gigantic cookie. What is all this, Sammy? All this... It's for Beryl. What do you mean? I know Beryl loves chocolate and he loves cookies and he loves soda. And so I'm going to make sure when he comes, I'm going to do Achnas Zarchem. I'm going to give him the best dish. The best dish. Isn't that what Avram Avinu? It's so much money. You're spending so much money. You don't spend so much money. Ma, is it possible 
anything's possible. Right. Is it possible that Avram Avinu went and he took three animals and he shechted three animals? That probably is expensive, right? Right? Do you think three animals are expensive? Justin Chaim walked into the room. Yeah, well, it depends if they're like you or not, Sammy. No, that's not nice. I'm sorry, Sammy. I I I I feel bad. I, I shouldn't have compared you to animals. It's not nice to the animals. What? That's not that's not a nice thing to say. What are you saying, Sammy? He took three animals, and you know what he served the malachim? He served them the tongue from each animal. Can you imagine? He shechted three animals, and all he wanted was the tongue from each animal. That's it. And the craziest part of the whole story is the malachim didn't even eat the tongue. But that's a different point. The point is, you see, you're supposed to spend money on your guests. And that's why I also bought him this. And he took out from the bag a brand new video game. You know, one of those games you play when you hold it, right? How much did that cost, Sammy? Oh, it was cheap. It was only $50. What? Where'd you get all this money? I I didn't have any money. So how did you buy any of this? Oh, I used your credit card. What? We talked about this before. You can't just take my... But Ma, it was for a mitzvah. And, and, and we talked about this before too, that, that Micha Leila Inish, a person wants, Le'avid Mitzvah V'mayne, that people should use their things for a mitzvah. I'm sure you would want me to do the mitzvah properly. Sammy. It says, Micha Leila Inish, right? What does that mean? Uh, uh, it's good for a man. Right, I'm a lady. No, but ma, that's not, that, it doesn't mean that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, fine. You bought these things, off talk to Tati, whether we keep them or not. Very good. Okay, perfect. Baruch Hashem, the next day passed without too much trouble. But the following day, it was time for Sammy to go to school. And strangely enough, Sammy said, I can't go to school. What do you mean? Because I'm waiting for Beryl to come. What do you mean, Beryl's in school? Well, it happens to be, I can't tell you, it might be Lashon Hara. Tell me what? Ah, Ma, but I'm not allowed to say Lashon Hara. Even if my parent forces me, I'm not allowed to say Lashon Hara. Okay, I'm not listening. What? Say it, I'm not listening. It won't be telling me Lashon Hara, I'm not, I'm not listening. No, that, just, 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 just say it. It, it, it. It'll work. If you say so, I, I trust you. You see, Beryl yesterday got suspended from school. He what? Um, I thought you're not listening, Ma. I, I'm not listening, I'm not listening. But, but, but you're speaking too quietly. Oh. Beryl yesterday, Ma, is it? I can't hear you, Sammy. I'm not listening. Oh. Beryl yesterday got suspended from school. He what? Ma, you're not listening. Oh, oh, but I, I, I wasn't listening, but I happened to hear. I wasn't listening, but I happened to hear you say that Beryl got suspended from school. Why did he get suspended? But that would be more Lashnar. Oh, but maybe I can help him get back in school today. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe. So it would be two hours. Okay, fine. Let me tell you, Ma. The reason he got suspended from school is because he threw something. Wait a minute, you went to recess and he threw a ball and he got suspended for throwing a ball at recess? No, it wasn't exactly throwing a ball. You mean, oh, he didn't feel good, so he threw up, and he got suspended for throwing up? No, ma, ma, that wasn't it either. So what did he throw? Oh, I know what he threw. He probably made a paper airplane, and he threw a paper airplane in class. Um, 
not exactly. He he did it too, but uh, I mean that's all sorry. He but uh, but yeah, that's not what happened. So what did he throw already? Well, you see, um, Beryl was a little bored in class. Yeah, and Beryl went into the um, place where we keep all of our sports equipment for the class. Okay, and he took out a basketball. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean he threw like a basketball into the basket in class, and he served class, and the teacher was really mad at him. Not exactly. So what happened already? Oh my goodness, this sounds really, really serious. How am I going to defend him if I don't know what happens? And well, he took the basketball, and, and when the teacher was facing the blackboard, the blackboard—I mean the whiteboard—but it used to be called the blackboard. But sometimes the teacher calls it blackboard, but it's really whiteboard. Anyway, so when he was facing the whiteboard, well, Beryl decided that it was time to shoot a basket. Oh, but the teacher didn't see, so that was fine, right? Well, that. That was kind of the problem. You see, we don't have a basket in our classroom. Oh, so he was trying to shoot in the garbage can? Not exactly. You see, he decided that he wanted to get the ball to land between the teacher facing the board and the board. Like, that's kind of like a basket, like a space, like that space. And so he threw the basketball, and unfortunately, it, 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 it hit the ceiling first. And instead of going in between the teacher and the board, it kind of hit the teacher on the head and then bounced onto his desk and spilled his coffee. And then, well, that at that moment, it just happened to be there. Rabbi Feingold walked in and it, it bounced into Rabbi Feingold's face and broke his glasses. Oh boy. So I guess I probably can't help him. Right. But how do I know he's not going to play basketball when he comes here? Oh, we will play basketball. We have basketball hoops, so it'll be fine. Okay, fine. So I can't go to school because I have to wait for him. And but you have a mitzvah to go learn Torah. But ma, Godal Hachnasas Arachim. It's greater to be Hachnasas Arachim Yosemir Kabbalah. Greater than learning Kabbalah. And certainly, if you're learning, you're greater than Kabbalah. So it's just Kabbalah. All right, whatever. Right. It's very important to Hachnasas Arachim. I want to do Hachnasas Arachim. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be home today from work. But it's my mitzvah. I don't want you. You know, one time Rebbe told us a story about about the Chavz Chaim who somebody came to his house and 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 um, he 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 started dealing with the person himself and making his bed himself and doing everything himself. And the man said, "I feel the person said I feel so bad because you're such a great Rav, a great Kamachacham. Why are you helping me and serving me?" And he says, "Because I have to do mitzvah Chavzacham. So so I have to do mitzvah. You can take my mitzvah." I'll tell you what, Sammy. I will not do your mitzvah. You're going to be in school, and that's your mitzvah. When you come home, you can do everything you want with your guest. Really? Everything you want. Anything you think is necessary. Well, I'll just tell you that Sammy's mother regretted her words. Because when Sammy came home from school and Beryl was sitting at the kitchen table, Sammy asked Beryl, Beryl, do you like ice cream? Yeah. Well, you're my guest. And my mother said, I can give you anything to make you happy. So it happens to be that we had four cartons of ice cream in the freezer. We have vanilla, chocolate, cookie dough, and my favorite, pistachio. So we are going to have an incredible opportunity to make you the most incredible ice cream Sunday banana split ever possible. Do you like banana slits? Oh yeah, I like banana slits. Do you like Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays? Yeah, I like them all. 
No, no, I mean the, the type of dish called a Sunday. I don't know, I've never had it really. Watch this. And Sammy went to the closet and he pulled out a very large, uh, I don't know, 18 by 24 tray. And he put it on the table. He went to the freezer and he took out the chocolate. He turned the carton upside down and shook out everything in it. He took the carton of vanilla, cookie dough, and finally his favorite pistachio. And there were now four clumps of ice cream filling the tray. He went to the refrigerator. He took out a bottle of chocolate syrup. And he poured the entire bottle over all the ice cream and the whole tray. He went to the closet and he got out the sprinkles. Do you like sprinkles, Barrel? I, I, I do, very much. And he took the entire container of sprinkles and he threw it up in the air. And when it landed, all the sprinkles were out all over the ice cream. Do you like cherries? I, I think I like cherries. Great. He went into the refrigerator, took out those maraschino cherries. You know what maraschino cherries are? Those red cherries that are very sweet. And, and they sometimes have a stem, they sometimes don't, and they're very red and they have a fence. Some people don't eat them, but, but he took it out and he put one on each pile of ice cream. And then he said, do you like whipped cream? Whipped cream? Um, what's whipped cream? Well, it's this thing. We have this funny thing. I don't know exactly what it is, but you take it, this bottle, you press it, and it shoots out? I guess. And he took the whipped cream and he put a whipped cream all around the edge of the tray and then in slow circles, all the way to the top, all the way to the top, like there's a maharsina of whipped cream. Do you like hot fudge? Um, um, what's hot fudge? I'm not sure. We'll make some. What? And we'll make some. We'll make some. Here. Let's see. Hot fudge. Let's see. Is there a recipe book over here? Oh, here's a recipe book. Yep. Yeah. How to make hot fudge. Let's see. Hot fudge. Hot fudge. Okay. Take chocolate. Put it on the stove. And cook it. And and um, I don't even know what all these are. We'll make it here. And Sammy took out a pot. He filled it with corn syrup, and then he put in some cocoa powder, and he found a couple of other ingredients, pepper, salt, you know, everything he found in the closet. He didn't know exactly what he was doing. He didn't really understand what the instructions said. He put it all together, and he put it on the fire, and he turned on the fire to the highest, and he said, in a few minutes, we're going to have the delicious fudge pour all over the ice cream. And as they're waiting, the ice cream starts to melt a little bit, and they're waiting for this fudge, and suddenly... Beryl points out, Sammy, yes, I think your fudge is on fire. What? And he turns and he sees it's true. Indeed, the entire pot, whatever was in it, is boiling over the side, and somehow it is making the fire that was under the pot get bigger and bigger. Aye, that's terrible. Sammy immediately ran to behind the kitchen door, and he took out the fire extinguisher, and he went over to the fire, and he pulled out the plug of the extinguisher, and he pressed this, and it sent out this powder. It put out the fire. But it also covered the entire kitchen counter with this thick, white, yellowish powder. The chicken that his mother had on the counters that was cooling for Shabbos became breaded chicken. Breaded in fire suppression powder. The delicious chulin that his mother had left the cover off because she had gone to the basement to find some meat to put in now had the added spice of fire extinguisher. The ice cream, though, was safe. Sammy sat down with his friend Beryl and he said, Beryl, here's your ice cream, here's a spoon. I guess we're not going to have fudge. Okay. Um, Beryl, 
would it make you happy and feel comfortable if I ate some ice cream with you? Of course. Of course, Sammy. That would make me feel really at home. Great. I'm doing this totally, totally because it's for Hashem to do the mitzvah of greeting and accepting guests in the house. And he started to eat pistachio ice cream. Well, by the time his mother got up, he had finished the entire pile of pistachio ice cream. And Sammy was sitting there groaning with a stomachache. Beryl, he wasn't much better off himself. He didn't eat an entire pile. But he ate probably a half a pile of vanilla, a half a pile of chocolate, and a half a pile of cookie dough. And he also was groaning from overeating on his ice cream. And that's when Sammy's mother walked in to see these two boys kind of like lying in their chairs, holding their stomachs. Oh, oh, my stomach hurts, each one was saying. Seeing the eaten ice cream, the empty cartons that were now on the floor dripping ice cream onto the washed floor already for Shabbos. Now it's covered in sticky ice cream. And then she saw the chicken and the fire extinguisher. And she saw her blackened pot. And she turned to Sammy and said, What in the world is going on, Sammy? Ma, Ma, um, is it possible that Ma, you said that I, I can do whatever I want for Achna Sorkin? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 so I was trying to make fudge and kind of there was a little fire. Sammy's mother said to herself, remember, count to ten, count to ten, don't get angry, count to ten, one, two, three, breathe in, breathe out, deep breaths, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, okay, calmly talk to Sammy. Ma, why are you talking to yourself? Um... Um, Sammy, yes, ma. How about you and Beryl? Could you guys go upstairs and get ready for Shabbos? Sure, ma. Um, it might take us a little extra time because we kind of are carrying a lot of weight in our stomachs. Okay, but just go. And Sammy stood up. Well, you know, when they were eating the ice cream off the tray, they kept turning the tray different directions to get the best spot in the ice cream or the best spot of chocolate or the best spot of whipped cream, and as they turned the tray this way, that way, this way, that way, the tray was no longer positioned center on the table. The tray had shifted over a little bit towards the side. And so when Sammy stood up, and he kind of, you know, sometimes when you stand up from a table that has a leg in the middle, and you stand up from the table, you bang into the table, and the table like kind of jerks to one side. Well, Sammy stood up, and he banged into the table. And the table jerked to one side. And the tray that was on the table went sliding off the table and landed upside down on the kitchen floor. Sammy's mother said, Sammy, you go upstairs! Ma, remember talking to yourself, counting one to ten? Sammy, go upstairs now. Okay, ma, I'm going. And come down when I tell you. Well, Ellie came into the kitchen and he saw all the ice cream all over the floor 
And he said, Ma, could I help you clean up? Please. Chaim, you want to help clean up in the kitchen? No. I think you might want to. Come here, come here. Chaim came. And he saw the mess. And he saw the upside down tray. He didn't know what was on the tray. What, what, what's going on? And Ellie lifted the tray. Ice cream. Oh, wow. Hey, this isn't even touching the floor. Well, Ma, could I help clean up? Sure. Ellie and Chaim sat down onto the floor with a big spoon in each hand. And they sat and they cleaned up the ice cream as they ate all the way down to the last little layer on the floor. Just they had finished. Tati came home from work. Tati was in a rush because it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, you know? It's Erev Shabbos Kodesh. And Tati comes running into the kitchen because he wanted to get a drink of coffee before he started his Shabbos preparations. And he came running into the kitchen and he didn't notice when he came into the kitchen that there was chocolate syrup all over the floor. He didn't notice that there were round little sprinkles that could get you a little slippery on top of the chocolate syrup. And he came into the kitchen and he did not see his two boys on the floor eating with spoons piles of ice cream. And he came into the kitchen and he did pretty much a baseball slide. Not head first, feet first. And he slid straight feet first into the counter on the other side of the kitchen. Now his entire pants, his shirt, his hair was covered with chocolate. And in between the piles of ice cream, there was now the shape of Tati. But the worst part of it all is this man who is now covered with ice cream had crashed into the counter. And when he crashed into the counter, the tray of chicken fell off the counter and landed plunk on his head. And now Tati was not only covered in ice cream, he was covered in chicken juice. But not just chicken juice. Fire extinguisher chicken juice. And his wife turned around and saw what happened. Then she said, Ta, Ta, is it possible, maybe, perhaps, that maybe Sammy could go to Beryl's house for Shabbos? I wanted to give a shout out for the past couple of weeks, people who have called in, the Parzazan family from California, Mendy, Esther Kasha from Great Neck, Shmuel, Anasame Rosenblum, Avigal and Yosef Brazen, Hananya Perrin from Yerushalayim, Kayla Perrin, Sarah Bila Sachs, Esther Wolf from Yerushalayim, Kyla Wolf from Yerushalayim, Lena Wolf from Yerushalayim, Adina Gelbtach, Mordechai Gelbtach, Mayor Gelbtach, Ari Gelbtach, Ezra Yukowski, Laser Gorbesh from Woodmere, uh, the number for Kirchel, I'll get that in a bit. Tzvi Boyer from South Bend. I think you know Azriel. Shlomo Kleinberg, Common and Aaron Max. Adina Wartalski. Yosef Wolf from Yerushalayim. The Kravitz family from Florida. Akiva Weintraub from Southfield, Michigan. The Rodidi family from Montreal. Shmuel Gold, Mayor from Clifton. CR from Muncie. Um, why doesn't Sammy age? Nechama Zisel Frankel. Sarla Frankel from Cleveland. Hadassah Englard. From Lakewood, and her sister, I didn't catch her name, Dasa Greer, Zechariah Friedman from Tom's River, Rivka, London, Perry Diana, Zizi Diana, Yitzchak Diana, Ariel Gendelman, Mikey or Mickey Gendelman, if I said that wrong, I'm sorry, Tammy Gendelman, Zachary Gendelman, Kayla Gendelman, Mendel Goldstein, 11 year old, happy birthday, Toby Korn, Heshi Korn, Srilly Korn, South Bend person who ends in numbers 0070, Moshe Simcha Saul, Rafal Meth, Connie Lerman from Waterbury, Gifter Family, Lana Kotowitz, Chaim C. Schiff, Bailey Mayer, Moshe Brenner, 
And six-year-old Ari from Philadelphia. Thanks for calling.